0: Hey, weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 3 of Just Us Weirdos. I'm the writer and host, Charlie White, and I'm so glad you're joining me here for the story today. Previously on Just Us Weirdos, we saw Beninja and his friends try to recruit new new superpowered kids to their team, the Jodande Weirdos. But Dagny, the IT girl, seemed to always get there first, and the new weirdos kept joining Binary. How does she keep doing that? We'll see what things look like for her today at Binary headquarters. But first, we have a content warning. In case there are any adults listening, they should know that, in today's episode, someone's pants might fall off. Really, anytime you listen to a podcast, there's a risk of somebody's pants falling off. You're an adult, you should know that by now. But if you're worried about it, you should take off your own pants and wrap them around your head so you don't hear the offensive part of today's episode. For everyone else, get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number 41 of Just Us Weirdos. Enter the mythonet. There's one behind you, Masterwork. As Butlerbot's voice technopathically warns Dagny of a danger, her frustration builds and she shushes them in real life. The gentle movement of her lips and teeth seem to animate the virtual world of pink and white shapes all around her, and in her peripheral vision, she notes two black blobs moving like waves toward her. Master Work, if you use technopathy to communicate with me, you don't have to. I don't have to move my body, and if I don't move my body, then the Kenovoids won't move, Dagny says technopathically. I know. Shush. I need to concentrate. In the real world, Dagny's body is safe on floor 9.5 of binary tower. Her body is wired to a bank of artificial intelligence computers. And atop her head is a sort of virtual reality helmet fashioned from the head of Kirby's former robotic assistant, ButlerBot. Using this hybrid of binary tech, Dagny's technopathy, and ButlerBot's newfound ability to detect superpowered individuals, Dagny has built a machine that lets her virtually travel anywhere in the world and identify new weirdos. Dagny has named this virtual world the Mythonet. She's not exactly sure what it is, but it's somehow a representation of where weirdos get their power from. Weirdos show up as bright pink glowing auras, and most of the rest of the world are dull white and gray shapes. But Dagny and Butlerbot have noticed that all of their superpower has to come from somewhere. And when weirdo energy moves to give a person power, it leaves a void behind. In the mythonet, these voids, black blobs of nothing moving through the landscape, seem to be alive and they hunger for beings with superpower butlerbot has told dagny that these are called Kenavoids, and when she comes into the mythonet they notice her and they want to consume her powers neither of them are sure what will happen to dagny's real body if they catch her i can do this dagny says in her mind They can't move if I don't move. And there's still a direction I can move where they can't reach me. ButlerBot, calculate an upward trajectory. Master work. Our computers are insufficiently powered to enable flight right now, ButlerBot says. Shut down power on floors three through eight, Dagny says and redirect power to me. As she speaks technopathically, the lights go out in almost half of the newly rebuilt binary tower, and the fans in the computers kick into overdrive to keep them cool. Butlerbot draws a small dot in Dagny's vision in the mythonet, and she slowly moves her head to look at it, even as the three kenavoids surrounding her draw closer. Dagny draws in power from the nearby computers and prepares to fly. And then the mythonet falls away around her. She rapidly blinks and shakes her head, her eyes adjusting to the dim light of floor 9.5 of Binary Tower. Rainbow Chaser, the weirdo teen storm chaser, stands in front of her, holding the butlerbot helmet in his hands. He looks a little bit angry, and a lot worried IT girl he says to Dagny you have to stop going into the mythonet it's too dangerous for you she grits her teeth and wants to stop away <clears throat> she grits her teeth and wants to stomp away in anger but she's connected to wires and harnesses and she can't move so instead she grinds her teeth then takes a deep breath and says, You shouldn't forcibly log me out of the mythonet like that. I was very close to finding a new weirdo. Rainbow Chaser says, We've found enough weirdos, Dagny. Team Binary is growing. We're winning. This isn't some stupid game I'm trying to win. Binary Consolidated has a plan to help the whole world with the power that the new weirdos have. Kirby doesn't have a plan. He's just trying to build a team because he thinks it's cool. A team of kids with lots of superpowers and no plans? That sounds like a recipe for supervillains. Fisher, the Rainbow Chaser, looks confused. Dagny, you're 13 years old, and you've tricked your mom out of the world's biggest company, which you now run, and you sent your supervillain mom into space, and now you're building the world's largest superhero team. You need to take it easy. Dagny reaches down and pushes a button. Below her, the floor starts moving like a treadmill, and she begins pacing in place but her body remains where it was. Yeah, the biggest superhero team, but I don't even really feel like I'm part of it. Fisher raises his voice to speak over the treadmill. What are you talking about? This team wouldn't exist without you. Dagny points at the massive dual towers of the computer that stand on either side of the treadmill. She's connected to these computers through wires that run into the butlerbot helmet. I haven't left this building in three weeks. I haven't even left this floor. I have to stay wired to these computers all the time, or I'll lose my power to find new weirdos. I had a treadmill moved here so I can even exercise. I need a robot helper just to go to the bathroom. Fisher feels uncomfortable and looks at the floor for a moment. Then he looks back at Dagny and says, You've given up a whole lot to make the world safer. You need to stop using that helmet. You're going to lose yourself in the, what do you call it? The Mithinet, says Dagny. How can I call myself a superhero when I can never even leave this spot? Fisher knows she's wrong but he also knows that she's smarter than he is. And better with words. He can't talk her out of this. It doesn't help that Dagny won't let any of the new weirdos that they've recruited up here to even meet her. Fisher is the only person she allows to see her like this. He decides to try to talk her into it again. I think it would be better if... Fisher... Dagny interrupts. I found a new weirdo near Los Angeles, California. It's in in a city called La Cañada. There's... They are some kind of telepath. If I can reach out to them through the mythonet... Fisher grips the butlerbot helmet more tightly and interrupts her. No, there's no need for you to face more kenavoids in the mythonet. I'll take one of the new weirdos... Maybe toothpaste tactical. We can head out and we can find the weirdo in the real world. Dagny looks to the ground and says, Okay. And when you're out there, if you see Kirby or Amina? Yeah, Fisher says, as Dagny talks about her old friends. I'll tell them you want to talk. He turns to leave, then turns back. And you are a member of this team. You're the leader of this team. Dagny stifles the anger she feels that he took off her helmet without asking and stifles the anger that he is acting like she can't protect herself and stifles the anger that she can't go out into the field because she's wired to Butlerbot and the powerful binary computers. She pushes all this anger down and smiles at Rainbow Chaser. Thank you, Fisher. Drive safely. Rainbow Chaser nods and smiles back, not aware of any of the anger that Dagny has hidden. He calls the new weirdo, Toothpaste Tactical, a young new superhero who has the power to blast toothpaste from his fingertips, and they take the freight elevator down to the storm runner and head out. Dagny's fake smile turns real. But I'm going to get there first, she says, and she pulls the butlerbot helmet down over her eyes. The whites, grays, and pinks of the mythonet replace the colors of the real world around her, and she issues a few commands to virtually bring her back to California. As she does this, the partly broken butlerbot helmet completes a reboot sequence and begins to talk to her. Master Kirby, I am here to serve you. Butlerbot's voice echoes technopathically in Dagny's head. Dagny winces. In their damaged state, Butlerbot never remembers that Kirby isn't here, and they don't remember that Dagny keeps promising to fix them so that their memories last longer than a few hours. Dagny speaks technopathically back to Butlerbot. No, butlerbot, it's not Kirby. It's Dagny Work. Kirby's friend. You are damaged. You were damaged saving Quadropolis. I'm trying to fix you, but I need more help. How may I serve you, Master Work? She sighs. They have the same conversation every time she puts on the butlerbot helmet. Butlerbot can't keep memory between reboots, and it breaks her heart every time she needs to lie to him. Kirby is missing, she lies. You have the power to find him, and I have the power to technopathically talk to you. With my artificial intelligence computers, together we can travel through. Through the Mithanet, yes, Masterwork, Butlerbot says their memory somewhat returning. But you need to take care, for creatures called Kenovoids will notice your power and hunt you. We'll just need to be smarter than them, IT Girl says, as the virtual world shimmers around her, to show her a virtual version of California, with the three Kenovoids frozen in space around her, as long as she doesn't move. 2,000 miles away from Binary Towers. Can't you just blast them? Rainbow Chaser yells over the sound of squawking seagulls. A 10-year-old boy in a mint green suit stands next to him, tightly gripping the top of his pants. It's Toothpaste Tactical, one of the new weirdos. "I, I, I can't move my hands or my pants will fall down. Rainbow Chaser ducks as the flock of seagulls dive-bomb him, pecking at the tech on his uniform as they go by. One of them manages to get a grip on his oversized goggles and flies away with them. Sometimes being a hero means losing your pants, Rainbow Chaser yells. These super-powered thieving seagulls are going to steal all of our gear unless we can stop them, so... Point your hands at them and blast with toothpaste. I, I can't, Toothpaste Tactical says desperately. They-, they stole my belt with all the toothpaste in it. Can't you use one of your powers, Rainbow Chaser? Rainbow Chaser ducks under the swooping flock again and says in desperation, My powers only work when it's storming outside. The two weirdos crawl under the Storm Runner van trying to get away from the the thieving seagulls. And then they see another person. Well, at least part of a person. On the other side of the van, two very small feet toddle toward the storm runner. Behind the feet is a small army of mice. Hello, Rainbow Chaser says desperately. Who's there? We need help. Why you under Van? Says the remarkably young voice that belongs to the pair of feet. You silly. We're we're superheroes. Rainbow Chaser yells, and we need help. Thieving seagulls are attacking us. I stopped them. Says the toddler. The hero static of a radio being turned on. And then the toddler squeaks and chirps a lot. And the army of mice mobilize. They stream up the side of the van. Rainbow Chaser and Toothpaste Tactical scramble out from under the storm runner and see that the toddler is wearing a large Bluetooth headset. And she's waving her hands in the air excitedly. The mice seem to move as she waves her hands and chirps. And the next time the gulls dive, the mice are ready. Altogether, 20 mice leap from the top of the van onto one of the gulls, holding Toothpaste Tactical's belt, and the weight of the mice brings the gull crashing down to the ground. Toothpaste Tactical runs forward, grabs his belt with one hand, and points his other hand at the seagull with Rainbow Chaser's goggles. Toothpaste Tactical's pants fall to the ground, revealing bright orange boxer shorts. But with his body back in contact with Toothpaste, he's able to activate his superpower and spray a gob of minty fresh justice at the flock of seagulls. They squawk and fly away as the mintiness overwhelms their senses, dropping Rainbow Chaser's goggles to the ground as they retreat. Catching his breath, Rainbow Chaser turns to the toddler and says, How did you know where to find us? Beep, beep, robot, the toddler says excitedly. Rainbow Chaser shakes his head and says, Well, you saved us. I'm Fisher, the Rainbow Chaser, and this is Toothpaste Tactical. We're binary weirdos, teenagers with superpowers. "'Superheroes! Me, too! Me, Masked Mouse!' the toddler says excitedly. "'Me, binary, too! Miss Dagny tell me so!' Rainbow Chaser face palms. Toothpaste Tactical says, "'What is it, boss?' Fisher shakes his head. Dagny used the mythonet again. She used a robot, and she recruited Masked Mouse,' Before we could even get here. It's like she forgets we're on the same team. As Rainbow Chaser, Toothpaste Tactical and the new weirdo, Masked Mouse, climb into the Storm Chaser with a small army of mice behind the toddler hero. Toothpaste Tactical says, So you're saying we drove all the way to California? And all we did was fight some stupid seagulls? Rainbow Chaser considers for a moment and says, Well, at least we won. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning into this first live recording of an issue of Just Us Weirdos. You can find us on the web at justusweirdos.com and tune into podcast directories we're on just about anyone at just us weirdos if you type that in i don't think you're going to find too many other results than us you can also ask your smart speaker to play just us weirdos we're on social media obviously those of me watch those of you watching me live know i'm on facebook at just us weirdos i'm also on twitter you can also email us at heroatjusticeweirdos.com, and if you do, tell me your superhero ideas. We are using a lot of your ideas for new heroes in Season 3. Both Toothpaste Tactical and Masked Mouse came from listeners. Joe Carnwath wrote, performed, and produced our theme music. You can check him out at joekarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. And this song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler, who is also on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next time, weirdos.